Welcome to another episode of Limbless MD. I'm your host, Vikram Raya, and my guest today is Greg Dickerson. Greg is a good friend. He's a serial entrepreneur, a real estate developer, a coach, a mentor. He personally has developed over $250 million of real estate. His clients control over $2 billion of real estate. And he's an expert on entrepreneurship, leadership, real estate, and how to scale, whether it's your practice, whether it's your business, whether it's your mindset. And so I'm really excited for you guys to listen to the episode today. So stay tuned. What if you could reclaim hours of free time each week, create legacy building wealth, and devote more energy to your passion projects without giving up on your career as a life-saving MD? My name is Vikram Raya, functional cardiologist, high-performance coach, and real estate expert. And I'm here to give you the tools, strategies, and solutions you need to transform your life so you can unlock your limitless potential and achieve greatness all the while freeing up your precious time. Welcome to Limitless MD. Let's dive in. If you're a physician who's making good money, but you're feeling stuck in your current situation, or if you're tired of feeling just comfortable and are ready to pivot toward that freedom and wealth lifestyle you always wanted, then I want to introduce you to my newest program. It's called the Physician Wealth Accelerator, also known as PWA. In PWA, you're going to learn the strategies to gain more passive and active income. You'll learn how to free up 10 plus hours a week to pursue your passions and side gigs. If this resonates with you, then I want to personally invite you to join our elite community of high achieving doctors in the Physician Wealth Accelerator. This is a completely free coaching group where you'll be around other professionals in the medical field who are like you and looking to uplevel their life. You'll get access to live monthly masterclasses, live Q&As, and all my best personal resources, as well as access my new app to help you become limitless. If you want to check it out, there will be a link in the show notes for you. Just click it, and you'll be able to join this exclusive community of high-performing docs. Looking forward to connecting with you on the inside. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Limitless MD. I'm your host, Vikram Raya, and I'm super excited and pumped to have my good friend, Greg Dickerson. Greg is a phenomenal real estate investor, entrepreneur, and just overall um, crystal ball of where the economy could go. And uh, he's advised us at Viking Capital and helped us get to seven and eight figures uh, worth of growth. And I wanted to bring him on this podcast to just give you guys insight on, hey, what's going on with this you know, political climate, economic climate, and all that kind of thing. He has a very interesting backstory, which he'll briefly get into. And he's going to share with us also, what's the, the right strategies and how we're going to invest moving forward in 2022 and beyond. So Greg, welcome to the program. Hey, Vic. Thanks for having me. Good to see you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just uh, to, can you tell the listeners a little bit about you know, how did you get so good at real estate? How did you get good so good at sort of where the economy is going? And, 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 you know, what is your sense of what's happening right now? Yeah. So, you know, it's all information, educating myself, paying attention, and then trial, uh, trial and error and, you know, taking action. So, you know, I, I graduated high school in 1985, went in the military, Navy, right out of high school, uh, did four years, got out in 1989. And I did two things. I did restaurants and construction. I did retail in Navy. So I had a little bit of business training there. And then a restaurant industry, uh, I was with Bennigan's, Lone Star Steakhouses. I was in management. So um, I received some really good business training there, really good management training, leadership, delegation, motivation, numbers, things like that, uh, operations, systems, standard operating procedures, just all of the things that you need to be successful as a multi-unit organization. 
So I learned a ton there and then uh, always had a little construction uh, handyman type business on the side. So I'm a hard worker. And uh, even though I didn't go to college, I'm, I'm highly self-educated. So I'm constantly pouring into myself, constantly reading, learning, watching, learning from others. But the biggest way that I fast-tracked my career was number one, scaling my business by hiring professionals that had been doing what I wanted to do that were where I wanted to go, working with the best companies of where I wanted to be with my business. So I recruited uh, and hired them. And then I put them in a position to drive the organization towards the goals and to lead the organization to the goals that I wanted to achieve. And then the second way was by working for and partnering with other successful uh, real estate investor and developers that um, you know, were doing really big projects and you know, learning from them by working with them and working for them on other projects. So yeah, that's kind of how I scaled my initial company. Of course, I've started a dozen different businesses, um, you know, either started them, bought them, scaled them, exited them. And then I reinvested all the profits in real estate, you know, through development, uh, as well as, uh, you know, adaptive reuse, value add, things like that. So that's my story in a nutshell over the last, you know, 25 years. So that's, uh, what I learned from that uh, Limitless Tribe is this. Uh, one, he hires the best people, right? And there's a book called, you know, Who Not How by Dan Sullivan. So strategic coach founder, um, that's the key. Sometimes it's not just you up-leveling your skill sets. It's you bringing in these, these, these superstars, these all-stars who are super specialized in a certain category or area, and that will catapult your business to the next level. Then it sounds like Greg really focused his, his, his mindset on leadership, right? Learning to lead these people, not just, you know, just, you know, just uh, putting people in and then sort of becoming an absentee owner, but it's really leading people to a directed cause and driving his organization for, for success. Now, now with that said, uh, Greg, I think you've learned this probably from the military as well, that, that leadership skills, but uh, you know, I have a lot of doctors who are high performers in many different categories. They're, they're physicians, they own practices, uh, they're successful in sometimes doing uh, side hustles in real estate and other things. What do you think are maybe the top three skills that these kind of, you know, entrepreneur physicians need to be successful moving forward? Yeah. So as you know, I work with a lot of medical professionals in all kinds of disciplines all over the world. The number one thing that they need to work on first and foremost is their people skills. Like a lot of medical professionals, super intelligent, way smart, very skilled, but they, they lack people skills in the sense of leadership. Uh, those core essential leadership skills, which are communication, empathy, and then more importantly, um, delegation. And the, the hardest thing to do for a lot of people is to understand how to delegate effectively and efficiently. You know, bringing the right people in, putting them in the right position and letting them do their job. Now, in the medical profession, a lot of different ways, you can't let people make mistakes, right, with certain things. But in business, you have to allow people to make decisions and make mistakes so they can learn from them and grow. And I think that's the biggest area where medical professionals kind of disconnect because they're afraid to let people make a mistake. Because in your world, if somebody makes a mistake, somebody could lose their life. You know, in business, it's just a little bit of money or something. So those are some of the areas that I find that medical professionals really need to focus on is those people skills, those communication skills, the leadership skills, which really boils down to delegation. Leadership comes down to delegating efficiently. In other words, you need to remove yourself from the organization. It needs to run better and more efficiently without you than it does with you. Uh, and you need to empower people to make decisions, make mistakes, and grow and scale that organization for you. Yeah, that, that's that, that's amazing. And that's exactly, you know, 
you know, he's helped uh, us in our organization. You know, we, um, my partner and I, Ravi, you know, in our company, Viking Capital, we came in as like, hey, you know, we're sort of solopreneurs, sort of a small mindset attitude. And we had big aspirations, but we thought we had to do everything. And what the number one thing I've learned from all the business books, the strategists, mentors, and coaches has been learning to create the business system. And it's not, it's not a solopreneur. I'm not a super specialist. I'm actually going to become a leader and I'm going to be an owner and, and, and not an operator. And to do that, it's building the systems in. So uh, as these doctors, either they own their clinics and they want to scale and do, do multiple clinics, or they want to, maybe they're doing real estate, but they're doing like a single family home here, a, a duplex over here, a fix and flip, a short-term bear, Airbnb. Either way, how are they going to take their business to the, the next level? How do they 10X themselves? Yeah. So it's like I said, you, you know, in terms of number one, understanding you have no limits. That's number one. I think your podcast is limitless, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So number one, it's really fully understanding that you have no limits. And what does that mean? So obviously we're limited from the standpoint of you're a cardiologist. So you can't just go be a cardiologist. You know, you've got to go to school, get the training and, and all of that. So once you've got that training, well, now you're not limited. You can do that to the best of your abilities that you have. And what we all need to understand is the only thing that limits us is what we know. And more importantly, what we don't know. That's the only limitations we have. So you need to get that education. You need to get that understanding of what it is that you want to do um, so that you can perform. And then once you once you understand that uh, and apply that to the action, it, the hardest thing for people to decide what it is, is what they want to do. I mean, that's the hardest thing to do is understand what is it that you really want? What do I really want? Do I want to be a billion dollar company? You guys had the billion dollar assets under management goals. So the first thing we looked at was, okay, who do you need to become as an individual in an organization to reach that goal? Number one, decide what it is you want to do and be. Number two, decide who it is you need to be in your organization, what that needs to look like. And then number three, what are the two or three things that you need to be focused on every single day to really move the needle towards that goal? And that's you know the biggest things. And it's really three simple things. What do you want to be? Um, what, who do you need to become to get there? And what do you need to be doing every day and throw away everything else where most people, especially people in the medical profession, you're used to doing everything yourself. So you can get caught up in all those little details that really aren't going to move the ball forward to where you need to go. You need to focus on the big picture, put the people in the systems in place to get you there. And then you focus on the two things or three things that you need to get there. So if you want to 10 X your practice and grow multiple lo locations or your real estate investment business, you need deals and you need money. That's what you need in order to do that. So without the deals, without the money, you got nothing. That's all you should be focused on. And then really you should drill it down to where you're focused on the one thing and whatever fits your skill set the best. And for most people, it's, you know, finding the money, you know, putting the, putting the deals together, sourcing deals, underwriting, all that can be filled in very easily. But usually it's the finding the money and creating those relationships of the investment opportunities. Um, that's the highest and best use of the operator's time. So uh, it's really understanding those three key things uh, that will get you there the fastest. Yeah, I always say that, you know, the greatest uh, skill set of any entrepreneur is the ability to raise capital. And so like that, if they, if they could learn how to master that skill set, that's great. The, another thing I've learned really is communication, learning to communicate effectively in social media, in, you know, emails, in verbal communication, in pitches, you know, discussions with one-on-one -on -one with investors or patients or clients or partners. So, and internally, the yeah. vision of the organization of where you want to go as the leader, you have to be able to not only see it. And when I say see it, I mean, literally see what does that organization look like? What does the building look like? 
the people in that organization. What are you wearing? What are you driving? Where are you going? What does that deal look like you're going to do? You have to be able to visualize that. And then you need to be able to articulate that to your team. We want to be a billion dollar asset, you know, assets under management. We want class A core assets, 50 to $100 million in these cities. This is what they look like. This is how we execute. And you bet you, you got to see it and you got to be able to communicate that to get the buy-in from the team. So, you know, those are the elements that are extremely important when it comes to communication. So I'm going to shift gears a little bit, um, Greg, and then we're going to talk about, you know, uh, the, the Federal Reserve has said they're going to try to raise interest rates. Um, we see the oil prices, you know, being at all time highs. And then we, we see the, the political instability with the uh, aggressive actions by Russia entering Ukraine. Now, uh, as a typical investor, let's say, you know, I have, you know, a net worth of a couple of million or, you know, I'm making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, whatever that is, as either a high performer or as a, you know, a high income earner as a physician. Or what is, how do I position myself and how do I, how do I interpret these events and how do I move forward? Yeah. So right now we're in a very unique time in history and I, I went through 2008 and nine and uh, I was coming into my business back in the you know late eighties, uh, early nineties, when we were having some issues in the economy then. So I've seen a couple of cycles and we're coming off the longest boom cycle uh, driven by quantitative easing, uh, low interest rate policy that we've seen in, in a long, long time. And we avoided a depression with those actions. So now the Fed has to unwind that and they have absolutely no choice because inflation is so high. So number one, you know, if you're making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, you're feeling inflation. You're feeling it in, you know, like a lot of other people at different levels aren't really feeling it. Because, um, you know, above a certain income level, you're just not really even paying attention. And, you know, hedging against inflation isn't really a consideration. I mean, once you have a certain amount of liquidity, inflation's negligible. It doesn't even matter. And, you know, it's cyclical. But right now, real inflation at the consumer level is probably 10 to 15 percent, if not more. And that means housing costs, you know, fuel, food, you know, all those types of things where the Fed's been reporting this six to nine percent, you know, inflation that they've been looking at. It's it's in the double digits and it has been for a while. They've been ignoring it, saying it's transitory. Uh, so the first thing to understand is, you know, inflation's not going anywhere. It's going to take a couple of years to get it back under control. It's not they can't raise rates and it immediately goes away. It's a it's an effect that's that that takes a good couple of years to get it under control. So the income is you know going to erode from that standpoint exponentially. Um, and then when you're looking from an investment standpoint in turbulent times like we're in right now, where the markets and assets around the world this is a global thing. It's not just the United States are going through a deleveraging cycle, meaning all of that liquidity that's been pumped into the markets and in, into assets now has to come out because it's not gonna be there to be propped up and supported anymore. So the markets and assets are going through a deleveraging, meaning the liquidity is coming out and stopping. Then it has to go through a repricing based on where interest rates are, um, valuations, things like that. So we've seen equity multiples um, through the roof on companies. We've seen asset prices of real estate through the roof. So all those things are gonna get repriced according to, to new Fed policy and new interest rate policy. And, you know, the biggest hurdle that we have coming up is stagflation, which is, uh, you know, high inflation, low growth, which as inflation increases, it, uh, it affects people's ability to spend, which affects uh, the amount of money companies are taking in, which affects what they're going to produce. Everything kind of, you know, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. So we've, we've got to go through this cycle, which we go through about every 15 years. So we're on the back end of it since the pre-2008-9 
uh, boom cycle, we hit bust, you know, now we've come back through it and we have to go through that deleveraging and repricing situation and balance, you know, stagflation. So it's a very, and now you have the war. So uh, it's a very, you know, delicate time in the history of the world right now in terms of, of where we're going to end up. And the war is a big caveat out there that's going to really affect things economically from a global standpoint. So if that escalates and becomes a world uh, conflict, and you know you have sides you know that can really affect the the you know outcome of the global economy so there's still some things that you know are yet to shake out from all this mm-hmm. I, do you still feel optimistic about where we're we're going as a country well you know yeah i mean i'm always optimistic um you know there's certain obviously policies i don't agree with and you know things that we're doing and stuff like that number one we have to be self-sufficient when it comes to energy we cannot rely on anybody else we're seeing that play out you know, we've known that all along. Um, so we have to become, you know, energy efficient. We have to become more reliant, you know, on our own energy and, you know, self-reliant in a lot of different ways and just understand that the world is not a safe place. And you just you just can't trust, you know, these other governments that have proven to you that you can't trust them. So, you know, in that sense, uh, you know, I'm very optimistic because we're reversing course on a lot of these policies quickly right now. The other thing is watching the world, not just the country, but the world come together behind this situation and realize, wait a minute, you know, we, we want peace. We don't want to be heading down these roads uh, of this divisiveness and, and things like that. So, you know, I'm always optimistic. I'm always looking for a bright side, but this is a very dangerous time and situation right now. Yeah, absolutely agree. But you're right about the world coming together. I mean, I've seen a lot of solidarity, even across the aisle here, the Democrats, Republicans have, you know, realized that, hey, the common common enemy is, you know, this instability created by Russia. And so, yeah. And, you know, and you got to have balance, right? So I'm all for, hey, let's eliminate our reliance on oil, but we can't rely on outside sources until we get there. So let's make our own path. Let's create our own energy supplies while we work to eliminate some of those things that are harming the environment. But you can't just scrap everything else and say, well, we're just going to focus on this, you know, this one thing uh, because it just doesn't work that way. So, you know, a lot of my guests, I always ask this question. So uh, I'm going to ask it to you, Greg, you know, what is one of the best or most worthwhile investments you've ever made? And this could be their money, time, energy, et cetera. You know, just investing in myself. I mean, they're, they're that exponentially investing in myself and investing in others. So you got to put it in here first to be able to pour it out. And as medical professionals, you know that firsthand every single day. You know, you are the product of investing in yourself. And then by helping and healing people, uh, you know, you're, you're giving back and you're investing in them. I mean, there just is no better uh, investment than, than investing in yourself and investing in other people and, and the dividends that that pay that that pays, you know, like what you've been able to do through your organization from a philanthropic standpoint, because of the scale that you are now at since we started working together. And, you know, uh, to me, that's why I do what I do, because you can impact the world well beyond even what I can even comprehend based on what you're able to do now. And you're only scratching the surface of everything you're going to be able to do once you guys get to the next level. So, you know, to me, there's just no other reward better than that. Uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of good good advice out there, but there's also a lot, a lot of bad advice. So what are some bad recommendations you hear from like, you know, sort of the economic community, the real estate community, or sort of the coaching community in your uh, in your area of expertise that you think is not good advice? So really the question is, what are the bad recommendations you hear in your profession? You know, when you, you know, as far as bad recommendations, um, just thinking, 
everything goes up, you know, just thinking whatever prices go up, rents go up, assets go up. I mean, everything doesn't exponentially go up forever. Things work in cycles. Um, you know, good times never last, bad times never last. Uh, you know, so, I mean, that that's really as far as bad advice goes. There's some people out there that tell you that, you know, bull markets just never end, that things just keep going up and up and up. And generally that's, you know, people that haven't been through it yet, you know? Um, so, I mean, I, you know, and the other worst advice you can hear is, you know, don't listen to somebody just because you don't agree with their opinion or whatever. You know, I don't know that anybody's ever given me that advice, but you, know, you want to listen to all sides. You want to listen to all opinions and you want to, you know, form your own realities based off of, of what you're seeing and, and, you know, take all that in. But um, I mean, I don't really get bad advice, I guess. You know, most of the people I, I talk to and, and listen to and take advice and get advice from, it's, it's generally good advice. Uh, and, 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 you know, as, as, as a lot of doctors are listening to this show there, you know, what advice would you give like a smart driven young medical doctor about to enter the real world? What advice should they, should they follow? I would, you know, think big and go as big as you possibly can. So whatever it is you want to do, just, you know, whatever impact you want to make on the world, don't wait, don't hesitate, get out there, get started now, take big risks while you're young because you have less obligations, less responsibilities. You can take big risks anytime, but it's easier to redo it if you mess up with the younger you are. The older you get, the more you know responsibilities you have, the harder it is to recover if something goes wrong. So I would say think big, take big risks, and don't wait a, a, one minute to do whatever it is you want to do. Start right now where you are with whatever you have and start moving towards your goal and your vision and, and just don't let anything stop you. Don't let anybody tell you you can't do something. There's nothing you can't do. Guys, there you have it. That 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 last sound bite there. <laughs> if all you listened to was that, that was it. That was that was delicious. Um, wow. Okay. Great. Um, I guess what's the impact you want to have, Greg? I mean, you've done a lot of things in this life, and um, you know, sounds like at this point you want to pay it forward. But tell me about really what's the kind of impact you want to have. So I've been kind of wired this way my whole life. I mean, I just, I love building people, building things, building companies, building, you know, properties. I mean, I've been, a, I've been a builder my whole life, whether it's been businesses, you know, real estate projects or people, you know, I've always done it. I mean, I've been a coach my whole life through, uh, you know, all my kids, youth sports, coached all their teams all the way up. I've been on the, you know, board of tons of nonprofits, church, you know, all kinds of different community organizations. So I just, I'm just a giver. That's just how I'm wired. And I love to do things. I love to do big things. And I love to make things happen, you know, from businesses to events, you know, nonprofit events. I mean, in the areas that I've been involved, I pulled off some of the largest, you know, nonprofit events that have never been done before and, you know, things like that. It's just, you know, the to be able to impact and influence people that have impact and influence, to me, that's the thing. So I like to influence the influencers, impact the people that are impacting because the reverberation of that around the world um, is just huge and, and phenomenal. And, you know, I wish I could just snap my finger and fix all this mess that's going on, you know, so you have to start where you are and just kind of work it, you know, work it that way. So, you know, I just, I just love helping other people achieve their goals. I mean, that's just tickled me more than any deal I could ever do is just watching people grow and thrive and realize that they can do what they never thought they could do and reach these levels. they never thought they could reach. I mean, it's just, to me, that's, that's what just drives me every day. That's awesome, man. That's, that's so powerful. Um, what's, what's a book or two that you like to give out as a gift? So the core books for me, like from a business standpoint, obviously, and especially for medical professionals that, you know, are trading time for money, 
Uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad is a great one. Now, Robert Kiyosaki is going a little bit off the deep end as he gets older, but you know his his books are early books are pretty good. So Rich Dad, Poor Dad uh, is a great book. Um, and that was one of the first ones I read to really understand investing in uh, businesses to generate cash flow to invest in other assets. So I created businesses um, so that I could generate cash flow to invest in other assets. And that's how I grew and scaled. I wanted to be Rich Dad. I didn't want to be Robert Kiyosaki. I wanted to be his dad in the story. Um, you know, that's one, obviously, uh, how to win friends and influence people. That's huge from communication, people skills, you know, things like that. Uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale, and, you know, on and on, Tony Robbins, Zig Ziglar. I mean, just yeah. all of those types of things. But those are the four core books initially, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Think and Grow Rich, uh, Power of Positive Thinking, and How to Win Friends and Influence People. If you read nothing but those four books, they will take you uh, as far as you need to go in life. And then I have other ones for, you know, management. Yeah, philosophies th- those those books have launched like leaders, uh, politicians, uh, you know, uh, millionaires. And yeah, that's it. Those That's the core four right there. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, what I like to read is biographies of other very successful people. I love to read their biographies. I yeah. love to read stories of companies, you know, things like that. And then I have my leadership and management books that, that I, you know, what I, I want to share with the books. listeners is I really enjoyed uh, this a series by the history channel. It was called the men who built America. And it was um, the story of Rockefeller, you know, Ford, um, Carnegie, and uh, Vanderbilt, and um, and it was it was just riveting. And the way they did the you know uh, sort of docudrama, uh, me and my boys really loved it. So highly recommend that, guys, if you really want to get motivated and and learn about history along the way. So uh, as we wrap up here, Greg, where can people learn about you, find out more information about you, potentially work with you? Um, uh, can you share that with our listeners? Yeah, gregdickerson.com. That's my website. All my information's there. YouTube channel, podcast links and coaching program. Everything's on there. Gregdickerson.com. Guys, there it is. Gregdickerson.com. I can personally vouch for this gentleman. Um, he's literally been the most, one of the most influential people in our, in, in my life uh, in really helping us transition, pivot to that next, next level of where we want to go. So highly recommend him. Um, go go check out his information and, and his website and, and you know um, and reach out to him. I uh, highly recommend that. Greg, thank you so much, man. Thanks for helping uh, everyone on this uh, podcast stay limitless. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Limitless MD. If you found value from this episode, I encourage you to share this episode with a friend and let me know by leaving a review. For more information, make sure you check out the links in the show notes below or simply visit VikramRaya.com. So until next time, my friends, be phenomenal.